What is going on? You are watching and listening to Tags Live, aka Talk About Gay Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Steve V, alongside Mr. Maurice himself, Cody Maurice Doggett. How the hell are you doing? Hello, darling. I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing this evening? Really good, really good. Um, about to leave tomorrow for the Bay Area to go visit some family. And so, as you know, nice. it's always crazy before you leave, but oh, yes. um, I'm so excited okay. to do this show. Um, and we're on Instagram Live right now. So, hello we over are. there on Instagram Live. We're going to give you a few segments today. And in the name of Pride, we are going to do an entire show of hot sex topics that's right we are we are skipping vulnerable voices this week and keeping the tears away because who's got time for that in pride month that's right baby i cried way too much last week so (laughs) too many tears last week yeah so that's why because of cody we're uh, moving on. So cheers Blame to you. Um, cheers, in many cities, San Francisco and New York, it's Pride Weekend, correct? Mm-hmm. It Absolutely. Is. Well, you know, we had to talk about this week on Tag's podcast that dropped yesterday, episode 274. Uh, it was kind of a crazy episode in many ways. And in one way, you know how we always ask you guys to write in and we had one listener who wrote in and as i was telling if you haven't listened to it you've got to listen to episode 274 but just to quickly summarize (laughs) i was telling the story that uh, um i got this this email from somebody a listener and they wanted advice and i as i was reading it more in depthly before we went recorded the episode, I realized this sounded a little too familiar. And what I realized is this guy was asking for advice. He's been with his partner for three years. They own property and they have dogs. And what he was asking advice was he went to a barbecue over last weekend and discovered through the friends of his boyfriend that Mm -hmm. maybe his boyfriend had a steamier past than he knew about. And part of that past included, he knew he added a roommate, but it turned out the roommate was actually his boyfriend as well. And that didn't yeah. work out. He also knew that he, he found out that he had dated some guy and that he knew from the 90s. And they were supposed to have been exclusive in the first 10 months. Mm-hmm. And this was overlapping in that time period. And lastly, there was a third guy. And this guy, he said he had learned about, was a guy from New York City that turned out, as I deduced from my Nancy Drewism, was me. I couldn't believe it was me. And I knew the story very well. And yeah, did you hear the story, Cody, at all? You know, I heard this. I texted you through the entire story. I was like, I cannot believe this. It's such a crazy story. And the fact that you are involved in the story and yeah. the, the listener is writing in to you about advice is even crazy. It just levels on levels at the inception of crazy stories right there. Well, I'm going to let you all listen to it. It does have a somewhat of a happy ending. And I want you guys to listen to it because when we ask to give you guys sex and relationship advice, we don't always assume that we're going to be somehow embedded in the storyline. And so it was a shocker on all accounts. This guy Mm -hmm. has since emailed mine. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, this guy has since emailed me back, and I think all is good. So, yeah. um, did you have any thoughts though on advice for him that you wanted to share? Or you know, I have all the opinions. <laughs> yes. Well, first of all, I want to say that I'm glad that th- this this story has a happy ending. So they don't really need my advice, but I'm going to give it anyway. I'm here to yeah. give it anyway. Um, Initially, I would have said that the listener should really evaluate what the repercussions of building a relationship that started out with some, I wouldn't say lies, I would say misrepresentation. And if he's willing to move past the feeling that 
this is the misrepresentation has brought up and what it would take for him to move past it. Those feelings. Okay. Oh, yes. Wow. I like that. Yeah. Right. That's mm-hmm. good life coach advice right there. Right? Really good. <laughs> Cody's a life coach. If you didn't know it already. And I'm, I guess I shouldn't be so surprised. Yeah. Yeah. I also say forget about the property and the dogs and just make sure that you live a life that you want to live and and you don't live a life that you can't stand. Point blank, period. Yeah. And in other words, also get get 100 percent clarity, clear, clear Mm -hmm. on who it is that you're in bed with. Because that ultimately you could find out stuff about. I mean, fortunately, this wasn't. This was serious, but yes. I think it's all workable and, and, yeah. but you know, I don't know. Over the weekend, I saw Sleeping with the Enemy with Julia Roberts and it was on <laughs> oh Lifetime. I know. I forgot <laughs> That's about taking it. it to the extreme right there, not sleeping with the enemy. <laughs> it was on Lifetime and I was like, oh, wait a minute. I forgot about this storyline. And look what happened to her. I mean, literally exactly. sleeping with the enemy. And yeah. yeah so yeah, I'm going all the way back to the 90s. I know, right? <laughs> and I just think that if you, now that everything is kind of resolved and he knows where he stands yeah get clear on what your conditions of satisfaction are for the for this relationship in order for you to move forward as and i'm not talking about like material things i'm talking about building the relationship on honesty and so so that their bond can grow in a healthy way I like that. That's really, really good advice. Uh, Thank you for that. Again, we are live today on our Tags Live episode, and it's a whole hour of hot sex topics. We are going to keep it moving. Well, we couldn't help but talk about yesterday's big announcement by NFL player Carl Nassib, who is um, came out as gay, and he's the first openly gay NFL player to come out as gay. And as a result, he donated $100,000 of his own money to the Trevor Project. And if you guys know anything about the Trevor Project, I've worked with them in the past when I was in L.A. And they just it's all about suicide prevention, mental health. And so uh, what a great way to come out. And when you have the means like an NFL player to be the first, whenever you're the first I think is, is particularly in what I would argue is a very conservative sport. It is the sport of America. Yeah. I mean, the Super Bowl is the most watched t- typically program in over the Academy Awards. Wait, wait, wait. The Super Bowl or Super the Bowl. Super Bowl halftime? Super Bowl halftime. Well, <laughs> <laughs> for, for many of us, it's the halftime show. I'm sure exactly, the numbers honey. spike a lot. Um, but either way, uh, you know, but it's often known as conservative. And yes. it's a conservative sport. So I think it was huge. In related news, today he has the number 94 jersey. He's on the Raiders. The Raiders used to be where I'm from, Oakland Raiders, mm-hmm. and now they're in Las Vegas. And he dons the number 94 jersey. Did you know, Cody, that sales of the number 94 jersey went through the roof yesterday. Everybody had to get their 94 um, jersey, which is kind of cool. What that were your thoughts? Yeah. What were your thoughts on this be- of, of him coming out and being in such a monumental sport like football? Yeah, I think it's really great that he feels so comfortable to be able to come out so publicly. He mentioned that his teammates and his coach and everybody is supporting him. And it just shows the growth that you not only in the country, but also in the NFL. Yeah. So I think that Michael Sam, he he came out a, a while ago before, and that was monumental. And I'm glad that he paved the way for- Is Michael Carl. Sam in what? He's a football player, but he got- the NFL though, he, yeah. In, in the NFL, he got picked up by, listen to me, I have no idea because I read it and then it just went in one ear and out the other. If it's not music or something like that, then I, <laughs> I can't remember. Oh, it says, someone said on the 
Instagram live that he came out in 2014, but he got picked up. I think it was by the Patriots. I'm this is just wrong. I know it is because yeah. it's football. I'm getting all the facts incorrect. Instagram live. <laughs> then, if you know, let us know, but go ahead though with your point. But Then he, he got released before he could start playing. In the okay. NFL. Yeah. Silas who's on get vocal says, I believe he made it to the drafts, okay. he got drafted. So, which would yes. make sense that Carl Nassib is the first NFL player ever yes. to actually play Currently current player. Um, you know, another amazing tidbit of information, not so tidbitty actually, is that the, the NFL matched the $100,000 donation to the Trevor Project that Carl made. So $200,000 to Trevor Project. And I thought that it was so monumental for Carl Ness Nessib to come out the way he did, but for mm -hmm. the NFL to not just be silent, not just say we support you and all that, but to actually match. I mean, nothing speaks louder in volumes, particularly in a time right now where there's so much mental health crisis going on in our community. Yeah. I think it spoke volumes that they didn't just show their support through tweets and shout outs, but that they put their money where Carl's was and matched it for another $100,000. I think that's really says a lot about the NFL and where they're headed. Because like I said, they're known to be very, very conservative and it's a huge business. And it's about business that I'm sure doesn't always speak to our LGBTQ, you know, allies. And yeah, so, for sure. yeah, I'm so. excited about that. And 100% yeah. Brown Butter Bear on Instagram says that it was the St. Louis Rams, which I, which I should have remembered. Thank you, Brown Butter Bear. All right. All right. Thank you so much for that. Yes. Well, Congratulations. I don't know if you can hear there's seemingly fire. Every time I go live or anything, there's noise. Can you hear it, Cody? It's just like, uh, only oh. a little bit. Don't worry. Oh my don't worry. Goodness. All I can hear is the beauty of your your wonderful voice, right? Oh, now. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, one more thing before we yeah. move on. Yeah. Did you see what Dan Savage posted on Twitter? No, tell us. He said that ballet dancers and hairdressers and drag queens made it safe for football players to come out, not the other way around. And I thought that was so poignant and that made me think about so much about Sebastian Lacoste said it on our clubhouse about how as queer people, we move society forward. And I think that him coming out and all us being our authentic selves is pushing the world forward and making everyone realize that sexuality and gender is really a spectrum. It really is. And we're going to be talking a lot. And interestingly enough, so many of our hot sex topics tonight have to do with identity. And so yeah. uh, just like our next story, you know, there's more than one million people, non-binary non adults that live in the U.S. And it's it's actually a new study. So the U.S. Census doesn't ask about gender identity until now. No population estimate of non-binary LGBTQ adults in the U.S. existed. So there are about 1.2 million non-binary LGBTQ adults in the U.S. according to the first broad-based population estimate of this kind. And this was just released on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. uh, the Williams Institute did this. It's a research center focused on sexual orientation and gender identity, law and public policy, that conducted this study. And its data offers a portrait of a slice of the LGBT community that has long been ignored. And the data reveals a growing group of people that largely compose, most of these people are young people, and mm -hmm. it mirrors the mental health struggles experienced by the wider LGBTQ community. At a mm -hmm. time when when measures that could broaden protections for gender minorities, such as non-binary people face uncertain political fates, research, uh, researchers hope this estimate can show non-binary people are a significant subgroup of the LGBTQ community. Amen. And, you know, when I first heard this, um, you know, when I grew up, we didn't have, you know, all of these he, they, them 
titles. It was yeah. he, him, and some really derogatory words that people mm. like to call, you know, not just myself, but so many other people. And not that homophobia exists, obviously, but I think to have so many people and seeing, we're going to talk again on this episode of so many people expressing both masculine, feminine traits. We're going to be talking about Todrick oh, yeah. Hall, Todrick Hall a little bit later, who has a brand new album called Femuline, but has a brand new song called Dick This Big. So talking Ooh. about <laughs> masculine, feminine, and everything in between, I think it's really interesting and it's i'm so glad there are research institutes doing the good work to find out right. that and this is just a small first subgroup research project in other words mm -hmm. they found 1.2 million people identify as this but really i'm sure there's so many more and young people that are really going to identify as non-binary um what were your thoughts when you read this study cody i thought it was amazing I, it just goes to show that it's another way to show that non-binary non people exist and they're valid and they pay taxes. Yes, we're here. And Thank you. I think, <laughs> and I think it's going to help kids that are questioning their sexuality and their gender and so that they know that they're not alone and that there are outlets to make their voices heard and so that they can connect with other like-minded people. I think this is gonna actually save lives, so I'm glad that it's happening. Me too, I'm really excited. And you know, in a related story um, on Instinct, they write the title, Are the Emmy Awards Going Gender, gender Neutral? Okay. Yeah. So related to the story we just talked about, the Emmys will now have performers instead of actors and actresses. That is, if the performers choose to be identified that way. So they're not changing best actor, best actress, people. So uh -huh. don't get crazy yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> however, they, yeah, what they, what they are going to do is they're going to give it up to each individual actor and actress or performer actually and if you want to the television academy's board of governors announced this change for the emmy awards on monday and this is according from deadline magazine uh from now on any performers who wish to be identified with gender neutral terms can request it or more specifically the academy said that instead of being nominated in an actor or actress category they now mm -hmm. have the option to quote re request that their nomination certificate and emmy statuette carry the term performer so yeah, that's amazing i don't know i think that's you know what wh where else do we get so much of our knowledge about what we're talking about then through the media and yeah. television and Academy Awards are such a big part of honoring, you know, who we see that's always based on our TV or in film. And so for them, this isn't, I think this is a big step to oh, yeah, moving that sure. needle just a little bit. And I don't know. What did you think about that? That's pretty cool, just, right? Oh, for sure. I just think that artists and actors and actresses, and they're always leading the way for society again. So I think this is so amazing. So. I'm happy. I can't wait to give me an Emmy so I could have performer on there. <laughs> There's already several um, actors and actresses and singers that identify as non-binary. Uh, one of them, she's a famous singer. Demi Lovato? Yeah, thank you. Demi Lovato is mm -hmm. one. She identifies as non-binary. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's really great. So it's just... It's the way we're, where we're headed and it's only, it's high time, I think, that these, you know, represent all of us. That's right. Continuing our conversation on identity, there's an, I don't know if you guys know about OkCupid. Okay I'm sure everybody does. I'm always late to the table on these kinds of things. <laughs> I got to make your OkCupid okay profile. Thank you. Thank you. So, Cody, OkCupid okay is about dating. Am I right? Not yes. like hooking mm -hmm. up on Grindr and Scrub. Is Am I that? What else can you tell me about OkCupid okay so before we get into it? 
the straights would probably say that it's more of a hookup type deal. This is what I've heard from my straight friends. Okay. But as a gay man, I used it I used it more as a, you know, a more serious dating profile as as opposed to grinder and scruff because grinder and scruff is all about hitting and quit it. But so when you were a little bit more serious about trying to find a date or a boyfriend, you went on OkCupid as one of your platforms is what you're saying. Okay. I like that. I like that. Well, here's some news for you guys. Um, Congratulations, LGBTQ OkCupid users. Now you have 19 new ways to identify yourselves, find your (laughs) tribe and or find a perfect date. Because on Tuesday, OkCupid announced a new update through a blog post. And in the update, 19 new optional tags were released for users to include in their profiles. Joining the already implemented 22 gender options and 20 orientation options, these new tags offer a variety of self-identifying terms. And you know what? Not only do these new options include sexual positions, so we're talking things Mm -hmm. like top, bottom, of course, but also speaking of gender, gender preference. They didn't have he, him, and all that, that like we were talking Mm -hmm. about, they, but they did have femme, they had butch, uh, they've got things like bear otter. I was reading through the list. Oh, I would like this one. I would probably tick this one. Leather. Uh, you might, Cody, tick drag queen king. I don't know. No, I, I'm good. <laughs> Can you not read? Can you not read? I read. I read queen on there. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, we got to go through your alphabet again, boo. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's really cool about this story is OkCupid okay worked with like a lot of different organizations to kind of get this right. And uh-huh. they worked with leaders and they worked primarily with the human rights campaign. So I like that they didn't just sit in a board meeting and they did this with legitimate organizations like yeah. um, HRC. And they really, they are quoted as saying safety and inclusivity on dating apps is important, not only during Pride, but all year round, said Jay Brown, and that's the HRC's Senior VP of Programs, Research, and Training. Allowing users to select from such a wide array of identity options will make many LGBTQ plus users feel more welcome on OKCupid and will allow them to use the platform in a more authentic way way and i think that's really again thank you organizations that have been around for a while okay cupid we just talked about the emmys to okay you've been around for a long time but you've got to adapt and move through the times what are we talking about these days we're talking about inclusivity making people feel belonging um and I think it's only right that they do these things. What were your thoughts when you saw this? I mean, because one last thought, and I want to hear from you, is that yeah, I know mm-hmm. I'm talking a lot. Girl, get it, get it all out, girl. I'm get here it, for it. Get it. <laughs> because you know, I think it's gonna bridge the gap between the apps of Grinder, the sex apps, and just the uh-huh. dating apps. I think it's uh-huh. it's we as LGBTQ people, in my mind, are we're sexual beings, but we want to date. And sometimes yes. I feel some of these apps used to just divide like, okay, when I want to hook up, I go over here. When I want to be um, dating Steve, I go over here. Well, can't dating Steve and hook up Steve unite and go to one place? Well, the answer is yes, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> they can go to OkCupid okay, together. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm glad that OkCupid okay is thinking about being more inclusive and yeah. making sure that we feel seen as queer individuals. But a part of me in the back of my mind is thinking, is this just going to make OkCupid okay more of a sex hookup app? Because when you can list your sexual preference on the on this app or on the website, because I think it's a website too, or at least when I was using it, it was a website as well. Then your mind automatically goes to sex. And so then I would think about having sex and possibly just hooking up with this person. 
I'm going to have to disagree with you on this one. And we, uh, it's a, you know, the reason this the why, this is. so the reason why I kind of disagree with you is I think if you're coming from the perspective of gr like I've heard before grinder, I know this grinder and scruff, for example, okay. in, implemented the swiping and the dating aspect onto there. So in mm -hmm. that regard, I feel like when a sex app, I agree with you, when a sex app goes into the dating realm, I think okay. our minds are already trained. Once you go sex, it's hard to go like, oh, and let's also incorporate, let's, let's do <laughs> dating light now while we're looking for that big dick. And oh, yeah. I don't know that to me that doesn't work well. Well, I always will think of those types of apps as what they were. Now, if People correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's great. And I know a lot of people have meet people all the time and go on dates. So it's just for me personally, I think the sex apps don't work so well going into the dating realm. Now, the other route, OkCupid is coming from the dating realm and now opening up categories. And it's not just sex. They're doing things like leather, drag queen. And so they did happen to put top and bottom in there, which is where your mind went. But, <laughs> you know what I'm thinking about all the time anyway. They had all kinds of titles in there that really didn't have anything to do, to, in my mind, with sex, but had more okay. to do with identity. And so I think in, from the, the OK Cupids, it's widening the inclusivity aspect of it. And it doesn't seem to work for me from the sex apps trying to go into dating. But everybody has an opinion and we'd love to hear, um, do you think that OkCupid is doing a good job by opening it up with new identity terms? Let us know. Who would you I say? Will say? I will say that people can use whatever app or whatever website they think of for anything that they, get, they wish to, to use it as. I know people that use Match.com is a hookup. No, I don't. But I'm going to go as with that example still. I know people who use Instagram to hook up. Corey put it in into the chat into the chat box right here. He says, "Now that you know how to use Instagram as a as a hookup or a dating app, I can't wait for them to put <laughs> top and bottom in in their profile so that we can see top and bottom on Instagram now, just so we know before we we like somebody's page." But you could put top or bottom in your description if you really wanted to on it's Instagram. True. I don't think anybody would stop you on that. That's not. You would get shadow banned really quick. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, so Instagram, what they do when if you do something that's too provocative or that they deem not far in their guidelines of use, then what they'll do is they'll stop posting you on people's feeds and things of that nature. People won't see as much as your content as before. I see. Okay. Uh, yeah. Corey Harmon says the user makes the experience. That's right. That's basically right. my profile. I love Corey that. Knows. Corey knows. Follow him <laughs> at darker link. I believe that is your Instagram, let us know, and we'll shout that out, of course. Um, okay, we've got to move on to our next hot topic, and I have to go to, we already talked about Todrick Hall. Um, I really want to talk about this story. It's a juicy one. Uh, Todrick Hall, as you may all know, is a singer. He was a choreographer as well, or is a choreographer, am I correct? Yeah. He's a fabulous dancer. He just dropped a brand new song and video and for his brand new album called Femuline. And mm -hmm. the song is called Dick This Big. Dick This Big, y'all. I mean, in the name... Almost choked, if you can believe it. In the, in the name of Little Nas X, in the name of John Duff, Todrick Hall is owning it, and it gives me such yes, joy to talk about these artists, these LGBTQ plus non-binary, perhaps, artists that are really reclaiming their sexuality, much in the way that we used to follow Madonna, for me, and a lot of our artists, Prince, and people that just were always in the heteronormative 
area and gave us life, Lady Gaga, for so many people. Now we're getting a lot of these cues from our own LGBTQ plus arena. And that I salute just to put that out there. But right. singer Todrick Hall, he just dropped his newest video and single, the song channels the style and swing music of the 1920s into a song and it's all about big dick well i'm here for it and (laughs) you know the video for the song finds a scantily clad hall singing about his endless self-esteem thanks to his very large talent as well as his love of all things glamorous and expensive the glamorous life. That's all I could think of right now. <laughs> Mr. Hall stops short of playing sh- show and tell. Shoot. Though his skill at doing the Charleston is enough to keep us all interested. And, you know, I watched the video. I'm going to post this up on tagspodcast.com tomorrow. You'll oh, nice. see it. Um, Dick this big. It's really awesome because, first of all, he can dance and he's got this array of a multi- ethnic crew of people behind him and i can't couldn't help but think was he inspired by you know how everybody's talking about hot vac summer everybody's Uh talking about as we open up in this post pandemic that it's going to be the new roaring 20s of 2021 and what brilliant way for todrick hall to drop a music video that has the charleston in it and yeah just swinging style of music. I think he got that memo and ran with it and created something that is what everyone's talking about, but is all about what we're thinking about and ode to the big dick. So I am here for it. Did you watch the video, Cody? You know, I did. I had to watch it twice, honey. I had to get all the elements in. <laughs> it was so good. I love Todrick. I love Todrick's voice and his song. He's such an amazing saw uh songwriter and vocalist but you were saying that it was like it was erotically charged is that is that what you were thinking yeah, uh yeah yeah i thought it was that's a regular for me honey i don't know about you. <laughs> well i i guess yeah right the nakedness and the dancing i'm here for it that's what i'm doing on my tuesdays being naked and dancing and singing about your big dick. And singing about my big <laughs> dick. Dick this big. <laughs> right after Clubhouse. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I mean, I really love John Duff talking about Boosie. Am I saying that right? Boosie. Boosie. I never say that yes. right. Boosie. <laughs> and so I feel like Todrick's on the other end talking about dick this big. And then Little Nas X is like doing it with the devil practically. Yeah. And and on a strip pole. So I think they're really owning it. And I think that's really, really awesome. I'm so happy for so these guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why not? Right. Yeah. And doing it, you know, it reminds me of George Michael back in the day. And I want uh-huh. your sex. But oh, yeah. this was pre and, you know, rest in peace, Mr. Michael, because it was before he came out. But I thought he yeah. was really ahead of the time back then. Uh, I've got a funny story about that song. I'll tell you on our after show that oh. you can <laughs> check out um, by joining our Patreon community where you get extra special sexy perks like the after show and our dark and dirty show, uh, go to patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex. But but it's I think when George Michael was doing it, it was in the late 80s. And then mm-hmm. he had to like reclaim all that and went to the freedom route. These guys yeah. are out and proud and singing about dick and bussy and the devil <laughs> and doing it loud and proud. <laughs> That's right. I'm well, here for it. George Michael reclaimed his sexuality, but he had to be forced out of the closet, which I don't agree with at all. Outside, but, remember but outside. Once, once he was out, he was he was out and proud with it. So, I I've always loved George Michael. I've always felt an affinity for George Michael. So, yeah, love that man. And and you know, George Michael didn't have the the freedom. If I can you to the of the time that these Mm -hmm. kids are all enjoying right now, where they have that freedom and ability because of where we're at in the world today to be able to come out and sing about these things. George Michael was progressive at the time and did what he could at the time. So I think that's really good. So for sure. 
Yeah. Uh, did somebody have anything to say before we move on to our next show? Song? Uh, song? <laughs> our next topic? Corey says that he released Freak. You remember that that song? I'll be your sexual freak. You know that Ooh. song? Who, who released that? <laughs> George Michael did. I'll play it oh. for you later. I'll send it okay. to you. And That's not I Want Your Sex, though, is it? No, no, no. He released this probably in the late 90s or the early 2000s. Uh, okay. It's probably early 2000s. Yeah. It might have been on the Patience album. I am a George Michael aficionado. <laughs> early 2000s. Yep. We, we there we go. Yeah. I and love that. I Dream of Anthony says, what is the dark and dirty show? Do you want so to tell the them? dark, yeah, dark and dirty show is on our Patreon page where you can support us, and I think at the ten dollar a month tier, you get mm -hmm. this extra added show that goes a little darker and a little dirtier, and you get to learn a little bit about. Often it's just myself. Sometimes other times I have special guests that join me on that show, and yeah, it's you know we don't we only have so much time on the regular shows, the podcast yes. that we do, and we try and be as personal as we can. But we have a little extra leeway. It's a little bit loungier and, and darker and dirtier. So, yeah, you get that twice a month when you join our Patreon page. And again, you can go to patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex. Yeah, I've All been, right. It's a lot of fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's move on. And, you know, there's a new story. New York Post always cracks me up. You never know what they're going to like be talking about. <laughs> um, but actually, this one comes from the New York City Department of Health, which is encouraging everyone to get kinky this summer. And in the latest update to the city's notoriously graphic guidelines for safer sex during COVID-19 pandemic, the agency is urging residents to get creative but play safer, especially by getting vaccinated before engaging in what some have dubbed the slutty summer of 2021. I like that. We've got so many names. Hot Vac Summer, Slutty Summer, um, Make It Kinky, they suggest. Be creative with sexual positions and physical barriers like walls that allow sexual con tact while preventing close face-to-face -face contact yes they appear to be talking about glory holes here and why not so safer sex may not seem all that sexy they write but they aim to inspire new yorkers should actually avoid sex parties they write but for those who insist on getting their groovy fully back this summer the city explains that it's imperative to get jabbed before you attend. Get-togethers with large groups, have group sex, multiple sex partners, or sex with people you do not know. And I think it's funny, Cody, because early in, I remember a year ago when we started this show, we were reporting on, we had a guy on the show who was talking about, he created a portable glory hole, the Porta Glory, Porta Glory. It's on our website. Uh -huh. And that was really when there was no vaccine and when people were starting to hook up. I think now all bets are off for so many people. Like if you're going to have sex, you're just going to do it. I think the main thing that you could encourage anybody really is mm -hmm. to just get vaccinated is like the main thing because yeah you're going to really be protecting. I know uh, we reported the other day about the reopening of Steamworks, a sex mm -hmm. sauna in Berkeley, Vancouver, and in Chicago. And I was thinking of maybe doing a field trip while I'm there. Uh, I'm going to be in the Bay Area for oh, yeah? two I weeks. I want to hear that story on the Dark and Dirty After Show. Oh, yeah. I'll give you all the tea on the Dark and Dirty <laughs> show um but i think what's cool about that is when i went on their website they are you have to be vaccinated to even enter there and so many places here in new york city even the bars and clubs are all about being vaccinated and i think that's the best thing that you can do alongside just getting your normal stis look at your sex activity if you're yeah. having more you're going to really have it be the slutty summer 2021 hot vex summer roaring 20s That's then right. gotta give you might here. yeah you and if you're on something like prep like i am then you might want to get tested for sdis a little bit more often than the three-month mark 
Just saying. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Any thoughts on this, Cody? I just love that even the health department is getting freaky. <laughs> right? <laughs> when, when that happens, you know it's about to get crazy out there. I am holding my pearls. I just, yeah. I'm glad I got a boyfriend because we are we are doing everything. Also, speaking of my boyfriend, I read in that in that article that you sent me that they said that if they gave advice for if you go outside to have sex. So it that means that I'm yes. not getting arrested. I'm not getting arrested for having public sex. That's what that meant to me. So it, well, it, we can it, use this as evidence when I go to court. Thank you very much. Well, you know, I don't think the New York Health Department is talking to the NYPD department. Uh-uh, that's my interpretation. They're, they're little, I'm sticking to it. They're a little it. separate. <laughs> um, I think they're talking, I, what I love about, New York living in New York City is and places like this is uh-huh. they step up to the plate about of course they're going to enforce rules and regulations and they're doing such Boo. a great job like so many cities <laughs> about about getting vaccinated but they're going to bend the rules and say listen if you're going to they're being realistic I guess is my point and I couldn't agree with you more and outdoor sex by all means is much safer than you know because you're outdoors and so if you're vaccinated i also recommend having outdoor sex i plan on doing this as well but <laughs> we just won't tell them where we are right <laughs> no right yeah right i know yeah but i will in the dark and dirty after show <laughs> <laughs> they have to pay to get our information hey yeah but I, I it'll be juicy really juicy juicier than last the other day yeah so it'll be really good okay so well funny. we got to move on and it comes this in the name of embracing all uh, inclusivity there's a theme here going on and there's a designer a swimwear designer y'all by the name of chris turk and he designs for real bodies not just model bodies and i couldn't oh we had to talk about this i think inclusivity like this is so important and all about now today swimmer designers historically of course have marketed to those that fit within the confines of barely their swimwear but it's chris turk founder of his namesake brand, Chris Turk Swimwear, who has arrived to revolutionize swimwear for the LGBTQ community in his recent shoot for his new summer 2021 line showcases his love for Fire Island, as well as his dedication to making sure that all body types are always represented. And the Michael Cook of Instinct Magazine spoke with Chris Turk recently about the origin of his swimwear line, his passion for representing all body types, and why his inevitable goal to be the Fenty of swimwear. I think that's really cool. Um, That's a lofty goal. I I know you read some of the article. What were some of your big things? I mean, obviously the inclusivity of him designing. Um, The other thing that I noticed, Cody, that the way he designs a lot of, so even if he's doing a trunk short, he Mm -hmm. also puts in a speedo built into the trunk short. Why, he says, because it's actually going to grab and push your junk like hold it tightly and push it out there. Oh. So you're kind of getting two for one. Why hasn't anybody else thought of that? This is I like brilliant. We should be doing that in all of the trunk shorts. For yes. I agree. Did- and it makes me want to support him so much more that he's so innovative and that he's so inclusive of everyone. So I can't wait to buy my Chris Turk swimwear. And thank really you, cool. Anthony, for put it into the chat. It, he's on oh, it. Oh, awesome. Yeah. You know, and I don't know, Cody, if you had a chance to look at some of the models and the people that they photographed for their campaign. They were every single body type that, as we all know, whether you're in L.A., whether you're in P-Town, uh, whether you're in the boardwalk of Fire Island or everywhere, you see every type of body. It's not always. And I know it can, no matter what size you are, putting on a bathing suit can be a little intimidating sometimes. Yeah. And I think it's I don't know if it's surprising to me that we haven't seen more of this in our community, more representation of just different body types. I mean, I know why, because for so long we, it was always just white people that white boys that you saw white muscle boys, white hairless 
muscle boys and it took you know but we've little by little we've seen shifts by black models and latinos and asians and so i think this is the next phase of our journey in lgbtq inclusion is body types and yeah. not just throwing the name out to the bear community and shouting out to bears which we adore and love but really just because not everybody of different sizes is a bear or wants to be classified as a bear they and so i think the more we showcase we normalize that yes in fact there are all kinds of realistic bodies out there and that's good amen i agree with you brother i love it i love it so good um <laughs> sebastian lacaz our host of sex positivity loves it when i say i love it i love it i love it <laughs> <laughs> and i was like i gotta stop saying that <laughs> all right no. well it's come the time cody for you to reveal no it's my favorite time of the uh, week my favorite hey, we need a song Thursday. for it uh i can i can do that I, can I'm, you I'm not can you give us a little right now no uh, no no okay. that's too much pressure i can't do it right now i gotta it's make sure it's favorite. nice and sexy i could do something <laughs> go ahead it's a favorite time of the week <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I loved it. And it's called Cody. What's it called? It's called Thirst Trap Thursday on okay. Wednesday. <laughs> I am so ridiculous. Okay. Thirst Trap. This is where we take straight up gay porn.coms. This week they came up with 15 gay porn stars who took the best photo or video. And since we're an audio podcast for the most part and cannot show some of these pictures. We, our job is to pick one and describe it in an audio format. But we will post this on Tags Podcast tomorrow and we want you to vote as well. Thirst, thing, <laughs> Thirst Trap theme song was awesome. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Lukey Lucas. <laughs> I saw that too. I don't know it's if you saw my It's our favorite grid. time <laughs> of the week. <laughs> All right, Cody, who do you got for us? <laughs> well, I had a hard time choosing this week because everybody yeah. is just so beautiful. But my my fave, my number one goes to David Zane and because the gay geek in me, the gamer in me, wouldn't allow me to pick anyone else. I mean, he's gorgeous. Tell us why he why he's a gamer. I know why, because I saw it. You got oh, it. Oh, you know who I'm talking about already. I saw it. I saw it. <laughs> so let me set the picture it. Sicily, 1939. <laughs> he, he's sitting on a couch, fully erect, looking delicious and oiled up with his glasses on. He's got these beautiful rim glasses and he's his gorgeous chest tattoo. And the coup de gras is that he has like a Nintendo controller or uh, I don't know what kind of controller it is, but it's behind right behind his dick and propping it, propping the dick pro up, proper, propping it up and making sure that you have a nice way to joystick gauge. <laughs> <laughs> that joke was coming. <laughs> a nice way to gauge how big the the D really is. And it just made me want to play with this joystick. <laughs> I love it. Bravo. Thank you, darling. Thank you. Who is your who is your pick this week? Okay. It was it's always a tough battle for me. And part of my way of of finding them is usually when I'm just like, oh my God, I almost want to jerk off right that minute. That's oh. usually the, the, but I got to get ready for this show. But what I do do is I click on their name and I go to their Twitter account. And if I like even more of what I see, in other words, that was uh, kind of like, you do a the prelude, <laughs> a prelude to the film to it's our favorite <laughs> and so with that being said the, the only thing i don't like about this is i don't like his name he goes by the name of zaddy zick that Z is who anthony just put into the chat that is so zaddy funny. zick shouldn't yeah, it be zaddy i zick. want it to be daddy dick but zaddy no. zick <laughs> zaddy that's what zick. the kids are saying <laughs> I felt like Zaddy. he was. I think he had one too many puffs the day he thought of this name, and it was oh, yeah? just off the cuff. And Zaddy Zick, yeah, that sounds good. Z Finn Deerhart, hi on Instagram. <laughs> hi, Finn. Zaddy. Okay, but besides that, he, Zaddy Zick is looking. He's doing it properly because my other co-host on Tags Podcast this week told me how to take a proper 
uh, photo in the mirror and yes, I've did. been they doing it wrong. It. I've been looking down. He's looking in the mirror with the phone down below and doing it properly. He's naked. He has the right amount of hair. He's lean, but not like in an overly lean way. He's trimmed, but not in an overly smoothed out way. He's left enough nice hair from head to toe. He's got nice proportions to it. And most importantly, he's got a beautiful dick that yes, he, does. he seems to you. And when I went over to Twitter, he knows how to use it. He's a, a really hot top. I also like his beard. And he seems a man of a certain age, if you know what I mean. Right. Probably around my age. Zaddy. Daddy. I'm going to rename him Daddy Dick instead daddy of Zaddy Dick. Sick. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. I can't with That's Zaddy That's his name for you. Yeah. yeah, but that's my pick. We want to hear from you. I will post this thirst trap on tagspodcast.com and we want you to weigh in. Anybody else have any other favorites out there or things you want to read, Cody, before we wrap it up? Everybody just agreed with you on Zaddy Zick. They thought of some Dixie other Dick, names. Though. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy Zaddy and uh, um, then... That's what I dream of Anthony named Zaddy Zick. Now I'm going to be confused. I'm never going to remember his name from now on. But <laughs> Corey says that it's Daddy Dick for Daddy Hole. So there you go. I like you that. Have, now you have a new nickname too. Daddy Dick for Daddy Hole. I love that's that. Right. Yeah, that's really good. Oh my gosh. Everybody, thanks for playing. This has been so much fun as always. This show gets repackaged and it will be in your podcast platform wherever you listen to us. We really appreciate it. As always, thank you, Cody Maurice Doggett. Thank you, you, darling. You can follow Cody on Instagram. He's got two Instagrams. He's a life coach, y'all. And so follow him at KMD Coaching, KMD Coaching, or on his personal thirsty personal Instagram, and that is at Mr. Maurice, Mr. Maurice. Well, don't forget to follow us um, on Tags Podcast, at Tags Podcast. DM us. Maybe I'll be in one of your stories, and it'll be like, what? Again? But we want to give you relationship and sex advice. We are here for you. Think of us as the new Dear Abby. That's right. Um, thank you, Finn Dearhard, for checking in. Thanks for yesterday for joining us on our Sex Positivity LGBTQ plus room. Um, we do that every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern time on Clubhouse. Sex, positivity, LGBTQ plus. We really get into it. Thank you and continue having hot gay sex. <laughs>